Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Millwall Fan Show, the latest on the Lions. And all the gossip from the den. Plus you fans getting vocal on the socials. The Millwall Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Love Sport London, a great station for a great city. city, 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 city. all things mill wall tonight here on love sport radio thursday evening just gone nine o'clock i'm sammy james how's it going hope you've had a good day and lions fans thank you for joining us tonight always good to have your company you can get in touch 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call us or you can tweet us if you don't fancy your voice being on air but you fancy your words the address is at Love Sports Radio, and Twitter is probably the best way to get hold of us. But if you want to use Facebook, Instagram, Bebo, MySpace, I'm sure Tom's still kicking around, then it might reach us eventually, that kind of message. <laughs> Joined by two fellow Millwall guests tonight, Nick Hart, how you doing? I'm good, Sammy. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. And Harry Warren. Good evening, everyone. And well said, Millwall. It's pronounced it correctly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I, I like it. It's good, a good start for the show. <laughs> start doesn't mean to go on. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Um, obviously, the season's been over now for around 10 days uh, for Millwall. But I'm missing it already. Um, yeah. How, how are you coping? Are you thinking, you know, obviously you do lots of work yeah. in and around the club. Are you enjoying a bit of time off? You'd think, um, but I think what happened, it, it was such an adrenaline ride for that second half of the season, mm. um, really up till the Fulham game, I'd say, Harry, don't you, wouldn't you? And, yeah. Um, you know, when, once you come off the adrenaline ride, you suddenly wonder what you're going to do with yourself. It's like yeah. staring into space. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of anxiously ticking off the days to the fixture announcements in June and then, you know, down to the start of the new season. Yeah, June the 21st, that it all yeah. kicks off again. And, and what are hopes going to be for Millwall come the new season? I think... The that 
Stoke away, we decided, didn't we? Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> Stoke away on the f- opening day would be nice. Or Leeds away. Nice, <laughs> Leeds, nice. Leeds away. Yeah, yourself some, back in. You know, some big clubs have come down now. Uh, yeah. It's all been confirmed, the three teams that are coming down from the Premier League. So you've got Stoke, Swansea uh, and West Brom. Obviously, the two coming up. You're going back up to the northwest with yeah. uh, Blackburn and Wigan. And then the League One playoff final is Shrewsbury versus Rotherham. Obviously, Rotherham is a team that you... Well, actually, I guess you kind of been. We've been to both. I mean, up and down yo-yo with, with Shrewsbury's a lovely away day, so I think I'd take Shrewsbury. Yeah. Out, so Rotherham's a bit grim. I'd prefer mm. I'd prefer Rotherham to come up Would you? slowly because I think we're interested in two Shrewsbury players. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I think I think we all Self-interest transfer dictates. Yes. Well, it's a lovely away day anyway. Well, uh, Rotherham, although it's not the loveliest town, it's a nice ground. It's a lovely ground. It's a very odd ground because. Yes. Um, uh, did you ever go to Millmore, yes. the old the old Rotherham? Uh, no, not been to that one. Uh, um, but the new one looks like um, it's lopsided, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like the like a giant alien sports director's land in the middle of a waste. <laughs> a po- it is a, a waste nuclear wasteland, it? you know. And then this this great sh- mothership has landed. My mum used to tell me if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it. So I'll say nothing about <laughs> Rotherham. <laughs> it's, it's a nice ground. Um, it, it's a ground geared up for the bigger time than where they've been recently. So um, I think they are planning for Championship Plus, you know. And it was the, I, I dare say they, um, you know, they, they 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 would aim for higher still. Um, certainly the ground could accommodate a higher standard that's for sure indeed and if you're wondering the latest score in the league two playoff final right now the semi-final second leg exeter two lincoln city nil mm. uh stockley and boateng have got the goals and that means exeter lead two nil on aggregate i think we're into the second half of that one so as it stands exeter uh will be in the league two playoff final to face either coventry or Notts county uh at wembley on bank holiday monday anyway back to millwall and at the transfer mill the rumours have, have started in earnest the transfer window is open and is. and what kind of players do you think that Nick Harris is uh, Neil, sorry Neil Harris is uh, targeting inexpensive ones I think <laughs> <laughs> is it still with a, you must have some uh, there must be a bit more money in the coffers with such a good yeah, finish we, we, in the championship we, we, we're not really a club that spends big area are we it's, it's not in our not in our um, there must know, be DNA. a bit more money than there was this time last year though well the, the club transfer record remains at 800,000 from 1919 I can't see it being broken this, this summer time so um, I wouldn't I wouldn't anticipate any big names but then we specialise in finding the, the old diamond in the rough don't we yeah I think I mean, the goalkeeper that's rumoured, um, I can't remember his name, Sanchez, I know is his last name. Um, the, the Mexican. Ex-af- the ex- ex-Atletico Madrid um, is the most random Millwall <laughs> transfer I've ever heard. That's a bit like, um, you know, a bit like, remember in the 90s when Italian football was, was, the, big, was yeah. the big thing and the rumour was that uh, Gabriel Battistuta was going to go to Blackburn. And you're like, why would you leave like Florentina for Blackburn? It's a bit, it's a, just we, a bit like that. We do have a, a track record of random signings. I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember the Russians, uh, Sergei Uran and uh, Vladimir Kulkov, I think his name was, two ex-Russian um, World Cup stars that <laughs> miraculously appeared at the den, but unfortunately, um, uh, well, to say they're out of condition was probably would probably be, um, do a disservice to blokes who are out of condition. Um, so we do we do go for the odd random big name occasion. I mean, Casey Keller came to us from Great Portland. Keeper. Portland Timbers in yeah. the, in Major League Soccer, Don't so we, we have got a bit of a track record of it, and even Cahill coming in from Australia, which in its time was was, you know, was very a, a novel. And of, I mean, Lucas Neal, um, Muscat, yeah, Kevin there's, Muscat, there's, Australian there's always, stars. There's know. always been a random element of Millwall's transfer policy. The, the thing with the recruitment team now is 
they don't tend to get a lot wrong, really. There's not really been... Well, they haven't so far. far. That's no. touch wood on that. But yeah. they, they... I can't see... I think Neil Harris has the final say. I think that's very clear by... Uh, I mean, he's been at every single Sky playoff, I think. I, the only game I didn't see him at was Fulham Fulham against... Um, must be too expensive for Derby, us. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you couldn't get a ticket in the neutral end. Um, yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> so I think I think Neil has the final say, and I I, I think he generally is running the football club by himself at times. Uh, he'll want to though quite keep his squad quite small, won't yeah. he? Because seeing the quality of Millwall and where so much of his success came from last season, of course it's a little bit of a risk if if injuries come up. And let's say you had yeah. some sort of injury crisis like Palace have had this year, then it would it would have been a bit of a disaster. But you managed to keep uh, the squad relatively fit, and and that's the kind of Millwall way, isn't it? It, it builds a bit more of an identity rather than if you have. 50 50 players in of your squad and half of them don't need, know each other's names. Yeah, I mean the, the small squad and and the injuries at the end of the season were what found us out. Um, I think you know was it bit Borough where um, Romeo went off, um, Ben Marshall, Savile. So you know that it's it's great to have a small tight knit squad and you get the, the kind of team bonding that's that's really um, taken our season forwards and that's what made has made the, the club what it is this season. But then once you get past that first, there's not much. I think that's probably an area where where Harris will will look to strengthen. It's the, it's the depth. Yeah, I think the the players released today. I think what is it six or seven gone today? Yeah. Um, um, so well, let's I, let's go through the, that list of of released players uh, in just a sec. Mm. If I had a dollar for every time someone said I cheated on my wife, I would have seven dollars, and I'd still be richer than you. 11 minutes past nine here on Love Sport Thursday evening, and it is all things Millwall between now and 10 o'clock. Sammy James here with Nick Hart and Harry Warren. And, uh, well, let's have a look through the list of players that Millwall uh, have released this week. There are a few uh, on that list. So, so who, who is leaving the den this summer? Well, the first name is an intriguing one, Harry Toffolo, who came to us from Norwich City. He was quite a well-rated, by, often by people who hadn't seen him play. I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of these well-rated players are, are, are largely unknown to us. But he came in in, um, in January, didn't he, when, when we signed Cahill and um, one or two others at the time. But he's been released. Um, as I say, he kind of lived on the edge of being, you know, he, he, I, I thought he'd be one for next season, you know, otherwise why did we bring him in? But he didn't play. It's a shame. And now he's released. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of Harry Toffolo. Did you see him at all, Harry? I, I never um, saw anything. I'd, I'd seen uh, sort of YouTube footage of him. I, he, to be honest, um, I knew he had a double leg break. I think he was in England under, 21, uh, under 23 star. Right. But I think his career's been sort of stopped by injury. I think that's what his problem was at Norwich. He didn't get back into the first team. Obviously, he didn't make the first team at, at Millwall, so maybe he's one of those players that had a lot of promise, but it's just not what they were after. Leg break as well. Yeah, you yeah, never yeah. come back the same from a leg break, no. do you? A double leg break. No, it's, it's very, very hard to recover from such a traumatic injury yeah. like that. And it, it, I think it's always the shame when it's the young players yeah. that get those. You know, yeah. it's one thing to get that at 33, 34, you've had a career, but to, to do that before it's even really begun is, is horrible. But hopefully he can go on and find football somewhere maybe a slightly lower... Down the football, you'd pyramids. expect that's where he'll he'll make a make a mark. You can still the, have a great living in, one, nation, two, in you know, even yeah. national league. You know, yeah, people you know, are professional there these days. And probably the same, I suppose, for Chris Twardek. Again, another player that has shown promise in the in the reserve signs at the Den, but has been released now. Um, Canadian player, I think, wasn't he, Twardek? Well, he's a he's a weird nationality, isn't he? He's um, Czech and Canadian, so I think yeah. he played for. I think he played for the Canadian. Um, I think he decided to make his professional yeah. sort of. Um, striker yeah striker come winger I saw him a few times I, I thought a very very good 
um, sort of very good, very good feet. Um, could mm. put a ball on a sixpence, but probably in League One, perfect in the Championship. Maybe I think that's what it comes to. I think a lot of these players probably were on contracts when we were in League One to go two years. I think if we were back in League One, I think some of the players would would stay. But yeah. when you're in the Championship, we you know at the top end of the Championship where we finished, you you can see the difference in quality. I mean, we, same same for Harry Smith who has was um, released while he's dealing with some personal issues, okay. gambling issues, and the like. Jamie Philpot made a great debut a couple of years ago at Wolves. He scored, yeah, didn't he? 16 years 16 old. years old, but again released. Noah Chesmain, um, another player that everyone's been, you know, he's a prospect. He's going to be one that's going to come through now released. Christian Mabulu, the same. Um, is, no, there, is there a worry that Millwall aren't developing these youngsters into first-teamers? Or is it simply that, you know, Millwall have come from League One, you've potentially signed, you know, you were there for a number of seasons, yeah. and maybe these youngsters were being blooded for that league, and, and just the step up to the upper echelons of the championship have been a bit too much to bring through? Yeah, I think it's more that. Um, I mean, the, the youth has come through in the side. I mean, Aidan O'Brien's a youth, uh, youth player. Marlon. Marlon a youth team player Fred obviously is, is another yeah. one Ben Thompson there's there's players in and around the side that but that have come through the system but you're probably right that we need to find the next set to come through the system and they need to be better than what they probably were being were being led to believe and competition in London especially is Absolutely. fierce for these players you know Chelsea are bidding five six million for 12 year olds yeah. and that's something that Millwall don't pay for first teamers I've got I mean I've got a friend at work who's who's going for it now he's with his son um out in Essex he's got Crystal Palace West Ham and Chelsea all want his boy to play in their development sides and we're not talking about one development side they've got an elite A an elite B and an elite C so mm. if you're playing 11 a side there's 33 kids there that's without any substitutes that they're basically stealing from local sides and the thing with that is a bit of a thing for the FA to deal with is that if these players are are kept on when they are kept on and when they've you know Chelsea have got 50 academy players they should be forced to go out on loan Chelsea's cost rather than being hoarded mm. away so nobody else can have them it's, it's not doing the play good and, and I think that's where that maybe needs to be looked at I know we had the Watford team a couple of seasons ago that had 11 low knee players basically playing for them and they, and they curtailed that but it's not helping the players' development. It doesn't I think help the game generally, does it? It's no, it's, it's, I mean, you listen to ex-pros. They used to talk about how reserve team football was a great way to learn and to basically... It was it was proper pro professional yeah. game. Now it basically is a glorified academy league. You it's, know. A, it's a bit of a waste now. It's, it's either... It's very it, wasteful. It's people jettisoned from first teams if there's you know contract breakdowns or they want to move away or they just start on the scrap heap from first teams mixed with youngsters that want to break through and there's yeah. just there doesn't seem to be too much and you're on the hide uniformity. Into, you're obviously on hide into nothing if you're the pro you know if you score a hat trick against an under 18 year, an 18 year old goalkeeper they probably expect you to whereas if the 18 year old has a good game he's got a lot more to gain mm. which probably puts the pros off from going in for a 50-50 in a reserve game and it's, it's just a strange a strange thing isn't it that there's no real you know maybe they're there needs to be I know we used to have more cup competitions obviously when we weren't in Europe but if you're not in Europe what do you do on a Tuesday as a squad you know mm. that's how Burnley have managed to do so well they've done this season resting time isn't it? I mean look at the um, who's the who's the one who was at Aston Villa who hasn't kicked a ball this season um, was it was it uh, Fulham 
top goal scorer. Um, oh, Ross McCormack. Yeah, there we go. Hasn't kicked a ball. Mm. And, uh, he's gone off to the A-League, I think, uh, in Australia. An £8 million, eight million pound, um, bonus of Aston Villa get promoted this season. But he goes quite deep as the structure of the game. I mean, you know, it, it's not being managed as a sport. It's not being managed for the benefit of the sport generally. It's for the particular benefit of the biggest club. So, you know, that's not going to change in a hurry. It's just the way it is. But fortunately, Millwall's identity and the way it's been built as a club, mm. you are kind of away from a lot of this circus. I mean, it's interesting, just looking at those names that we've released there, um, in League One, they may have had half a chance of getting some first-team football. Um, obviously, we've made an advance, and we hope we're going to continue that next season. So we're now on the brink of the, the top half, the playoff zone, where you need a different level of play. You need more rounded players that are going to come in. I mean, we've already said the bench at times wasn't strong enough for us. So, you know, whereas other teams are bringing in multi-million pound players, international players in some cases, mm. we're bringing kid, you know, players that just aren't at that level. So I'm going to guess that that's where Neil Harris is going to look and that's that's going to be the purpose of the summertime's recruitment and to release these players here um, frees up money to do that. So, Will it free up much money? These, those players can't have been on huge wages, I guess anything for Mill, but... But, but, the, but the players we're going to be signing, I mean, just looking at some of the names that have been banded around are coming from the you know uh, League One, I guess League Twos, where they're, they're looking to make it, so mm. they will not be on... Top dollar, um, but you can get. You, I mean, you can get some real steals. Yeah. Uh, you know that to go from. And we're a platform. We, you look know, at Mendes Lang for, from Cardiff, who's yeah. had an exceptional season and now now playing Premier League football. The opportunity is there for, yeah, clubs uh, for tip for players that are coming up from League One or Two to establish themselves at Championship clubs. I mean, if you. I mean, if you look at the release list today from the clubs, I think today's the day that a lot of them kick out, kick out their um, their cast off, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Sol Bamber's out of contract at Cardiff. Mm. Mark Beavers is out of contract at Bolton. Yeah, you said that yeah, it, just outside. It's that's an interesting one as well. You know, the, the, the Bolton seem to be the club that uh, Ipswich have released a load of players. Where some of the those players that I'd like to have a look at, you. you you realise there's certain clubs in that division that, despite their size, are in big trouble, I think, financially. I think once that parachute money runs out in this league, you are really up against it. Especially if you still haven't managed to get rid of some of the... If you've come down from the Premier League, some of the people on Premier League contracts. Mm. I think Norwich really have that problem this summer because you've still got some top-quality players like Josh Murphy and others who are on quite big money, but the the parachute payments stop. Yeah, it's like being on a drug almost, isn't it? And then it runs out and then you've got a really hard come down at some point. And QPR, I think, has suffered this season from that. They've suffered from the Holloway. They've suffered from the Clown. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, 20 past nine here on the Millwall Fan Show. Please do get involved at Love Sport Radio. 0208 70 20 558 is the number you can call as well. Coming up, we're going to be speaking to Pat O'Connor, who incredibly has walked 70 miles around London uh, recently, going to all 12 London football grounds. We're going to catch up with him next. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results, win seven figures. 22 minutes past nine Thursday evening and it is the Millwall fan show here on Love Sports Radio. Get in touch 0208 70 558 and on social media at Love Sport Radio. Uh, just before we cross over to Pat O'Connor, wanted to get uh, the boys' opinion on this. Aside from Millwall, obviously the World Cup squad came out yesterday. Yeah. Gareth uh, Southgate announced his 23 men who will be on the plane to Russia. Jack Wilshere isn't one of them. 
uh, and he's taken to Twitter, the modern as way, you do, as the you modern do. way of yeah, expressing your does. feelings. Uh, yeah, this came out uh, just over 20 minutes ago. He said, think it's about time I had my say. It goes without saying that I'm naturally incredibly disappointed to be left out of the World Cup squad. I felt fit, sharp and strong all season and I believe I should be in the squad. Mm. Uh, which I think is... Well, that's hunger. That's, that, that's, that's, that's not fair. fair. That's fair. Do you think it's fair, though? Because, I mean, he missed the... I know it's unfortunate, but he missed those friendlies through injury. Jake Clifford is in the squad. That is all. Well, he's a man who got A man who got relegated with West Brom. If you're going to sit there and tell me which one I'd prefer to have on the bench, because Jake Livermore's only going to be a bench player, I'd rather have Jack Wilch to come on and try and change a game. So, I mean, you know, the, the player's got to, in his mind, he's got to believe he should have been on that plane going to Russia. Yeah. If, turn it around, what's he supposed to say, um, I shouldn't have been going? It's just quite odd. I'm, that, a, it's, I'm a professional <laughs> hospital patient. It's quite odd that they're saying anything at all, but that's 2018, isn't it? And, and players but, but have this. Is, this life is lived on the social but media it, now, isn't but it? But is it know? odd? When, is it odd? Is it really odd that a, a player that's but been held up as... 20 years of, ago, you just wouldn't have had this platform to say no, it. No, that's different. Stores, no, that's it? different. But I think, I mean, half of that squad, you look there, and let's be honest, it's awful, isn't it? That squad <laughs> is awful. There are some massive omissions from that squad. He's beige. Southgate's beige. The team's beige. England are beige. We're going to get knocked out in the group stage. We're going to get thumped 5-0 by Lukaku and Fellaini. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just... It's just they You're not give, optimistic, Harry. They give me no confidence. The FA give me no confidence. <laughs> they, they give me absolutely nothing. We know, we're, in this country, we're still having a conversation about VAR. We can't get VAR right. How can we pick the next England manager? It's ridiculous. It's so simple. Every other sport's got a big screen. They go, we're going to this. Have an interaction. And we can't work that. That's what we need. It's so simple. This is a fantastic rant, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I like it's that. It's all right. Neil, Neil Harris for England, I say. Right, let's cross over to Pat O'Connor, uh, who's been very waiting patiently while Harry's having his England rant. Pat, good evening to you. Good evening, gentlemen. What's your thoughts on the England lineup before we uh, talk about your walk? <laughs> Do you know, without, without trying to sound like a killjoy, I lost all interest in the international team years ago. Um, so, 1966, I've, I've Pat, that's when you yeah, lost interest, well, Yeah, yeah, but, well, it, it, that's when it began and ended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know West Ham won it. <laughs> uh, Pat, you're not one of those fairweathers that just, you know, I, I've lost all interest in international football, but I, I admit that when it comes around to the Euros and the World Cup, I suddenly become England's number one fan again. Mm-hmm. I think if we if we make it beyond the group stages, then then you can't help but get interested. But it's it's hard to sort of get really motivated in the earlier rounds because it's just I don't know we we un- we managed to underperform, and then if we make our way through the quarterfinals, then all of a sudden you start to think, or oh, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I, I do I struggle to get over enthusiastic about it. Uh, that's just me. I know some people are different. Pat, let's talk about your walk. Incredible achievement, uh, what you've done. 12 different stadiums, 70 miles around London, uh, raising money for charity. I mean, it's an incredible achievement what you've uh, pulled off. And I know uh, you're a West Ham man, but you've had a lot of support um, across the rivalry, should we say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's been said by a lot of people before, you know, but the Mill fans, for whatever reasons, have... Have jumped on board with with young Arthur's um, case and her fight, you know, and a um, battle to raise the funds to get to America for treatment. And um, yeah, there's various theories why, but Millwall have, I mean, some other clubs, but especially Millwall, have really jumped on board and really supported it and um, and helped drive it forward. And uh, 
as much as it pains me to say, they've been brilliant. <laughs> it's been an interesting process, Pat, isn't it? It's, it's Nick speaking. Um, you know, it, it, there is a huge rivalry, um, and, and we're both old enough to remember it back in the 70s and 80s, know what we're talking yeah. about. Um, and yet somehow this, 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 this little girl with um, this awful condition has, has somehow managed to bring two, two factions together that otherwise would never have expected. So it's, it's quite an interesting... <laughs> There's rivalries. Um... And I'm not necessarily saying that West Ham Millwall is unique. I mean, I can only speak from my own experience. But it is a nastier, mm. more horrible rivalry. There is a nasty, horrible side to it. Um, and me and you wouldn't normally be on that. <laughs> I mean, all we wouldn't say. We wouldn't be, you know, like we have done, sat in the bowling and had a beer. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, um, that's right. And um, and it has, it has I, I mean, I don't. We don't even really know should... Should we get drawn against each other in the cup next season? Then we'll really. Let's, let's hope we but, do. <laughs> yeah, but but um, on you know on a on a um, a nicer level, yeah, it has. You know, you boys have jumped on board and have helped out. You know, and it has been brilliant. Um, and we have me, like me and you. I now know you. We've had banter, yeah. and it's we're exchanging banter now rather than right-handers, which is only well, a good. Which thing. has got yeah. to be a step forwards, mate, is not it? So, yeah. yeah. How, how did you walk? Go. I mean, it's seventy-seven miles to be exact. You've walked around all twelve grounds of London, Wembley, and and a few non-league venues. Um, I did feel for you because it was pouring down the rain during the course of, of Saturday, and you posted a few pictures of yourself, and you did look like, a, as my old name would have said, a drowned rat at one point. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? The rain, the rain, I mean, it, it was a bit miserable. I mean, there must be, overall, and I'm looking back with rose-tinted glasses now that <laughs> my feet have started coming back to life. Um, I actually enjoyed it. Did you? In a sort of sadomasochistic <laughs> way. A, I, I like a challenge. It's post-watershed, um, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, and um, being a football geek, you know, every time I'd come, every every five mile or so, it's like, oh, there's a football ground. Yeah. You know, and, um, and you know, I'd turn up my girlfriend, Charlie, she'd drive ahead and meet me at each ground. Yeah. And as as I'd arrange, arrive at somewhere, like, I arrived at two in a Mitchum, and I'm trying oh, I came here once, and this and that, and she's, like, looking at me like, you sad sod. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, the main thing was all about Isla. Yeah. You know, it was but, all I about Isla. I mean, I... You broke your target uh-huh. there, didn't you? I mean, you know, over four thousand, four thousand three hundred. I saw last time I looked. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm about four, yeah, four thousand three, four, yeah, about four thousand three hundred at the moment. I'm hoping to squeeze a few more quid if I can. Absolutely. I mean, you've probably noticed on Twitter and all that I've been pushing and milking it and milking it, but yep. that's what it's about. It, you know, I, I've had a great experience. Yeah. You know, um, we've all had some great experiences. Me and you did that walk for Isla. You know, which was a good day. Together. A good day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, We've had some good experiences, but I think we have to remember why we're doing it. Yeah. You know, um, and she's the important thing. Um, it, it is to generate money to send Isla, little Isla Kate, and three-year-old suffering from neuroblastoma, which is like a, a type of childhood cancer, which you can't get uh, treated in, in this country. You've got to go to the USA. So um, the target is to get enough to send her to the US. And for, how much for this... is that that's required, do you know? I believe it's about 400,000 pounds. Is it that, that yeah, kind of level? It's, it's about, it, it was initially 200, yeah. but her condition took a step back, which meant she meant she needed two types of treatment over there, which cost 200 grand each. So that 200 jumped to 400. Um, they, I think they're about... Three hundred and twenty-one thousand. They've got as of earlier today. Yeah. So they are inching their way to it. Um, I think it just gets harder the further you go along because it's 
it's I don't think I don't own it, but the bulk of the money seems to be coming from the London area, from the yeah. London football fans. Um and so I suppose it's it's trying to milk money out of that all the time. It's um so I suppose the the further and the harder it gets. But they they, they seem to be the money's trickling in all the time, and they will get there. They will get there. I and, saw uh, another game uh, in the spirit of peace, love, and reconciliation that we're all involved in now. Um, Sunderland Newcastle fans as a joint Northern side playing Millwall and West Ham fans as a Southern side. So um, I think that's that's on on Twitter at the moment. So we'll, we'll give that a boost. Oh, um, which yeah, is a nice idea. Road, I think it's in Avely Football Avely, Club. Yeah, I don't. Know, I can't remember the date, but I'll, I'll read. We'll, we'll boost later. that. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's read out the Just Giving site for Pat whilst, whilst we're on the phone. It's www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Pat hyphen O hyphen Connor 3. Um, and if you want to go online, Isla's Fights at Isla's Fights is the, is the Twitter handle. You can get uh, the donation button on there. So that's fantastic to hear from you, Pat. Um, well done, mate. Yeah, and, How's your feet doing? How are your feet? Actually, as of today... They've just started to come back to normal. You know, Mon- Monday and Tuesday, other than sore feet, I felt brilliant. But I think I was still on a- 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 adrenaline and energy yeah, drinks. Absolutely. And then yesterday morning, yesterday at work, I just nosedived and <laughs> was in a terrible state and just wanted to go and go to bed. Fantastic, um, Pat. Thank today, you so much. Oh, yeah. Pat, thank you so much for being on Love Sport and, and great to hear about the thank fight. You. And uh, if you are listening and you do have uh, a few spare pennies or whatever that you can contribute to this fight, uh, any money, uh, more than appreciated. Great effort, Pat, and uh, make sure you go thank get you yourself much. a foot rub. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 26 minutes to 10, it's Love Sport Radio. My name's Sammy James and this is the Millwall Fan Show. <laughs> well done. Well done. Harry Warren. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it, is, it is harder to say that than you think, isn't it? You Millwall. 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 You need a W in there. You're trying Millwall. to say your L's. That's, you're trying to pr- speak the Queen's English. You need yes. a Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> Millwall. <laughs> right. Um, international duty, obviously, uh, has come yeah. about. Uh, most Many nations off to the World Cup, but obviously some nations are playing in friendlies and the like over the next few weeks. One man, though, that is going to the World Cup, who is Millwall, through and through, Timmy Cahill, <laughs> came back... Uh, for the latter part of the season, and his ripe old age, he's 36. 38. 38. 38. He's yeah. heading to Russia. Yeah. Um, it was a strange little uh, cameo. cameo, really, wasn't it, with, with, with him returning back to the den. Um, he was coming on late in the game. I, I think the longest period on the pitch was he came in about the 83rd minute in one game. I don't think it was much more than the last 10 minutes. Well, obviously, so. cut short after that. Elbow yeah. on Ryan Frederick, so he was banned for <laughs> for three matches, and then that kind of cut short his season really because there was yeah. only three matches left. Oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, the Mitrovic one thirty seconds later could have been could have been seen as well <laughs> by the FA, but they have a uh, full of minus. Um, so no, uh, yeah, it was it was a strange cameo. I think it's what he done off the pitch and what Absolutely. he gives you. He's yeah. international. He's in international. He's an international superstar, really. I.e., in Australia, I think it comes. You know. Um, well, Foster, got, Foster's barbecues. They've got petrol stations <laughs> named after yeah. them. There's a, there's a, a Cahill. They don't have Fosters in Australia, you know. Do I know they don't. They think it's. Two-ies. I can't. I can't Two-ies. say what they think of Fosters on the radio. <laughs> yeah. It's not broadcastable. But um, no, they. Um, he he's brought, a big. He's a big, big star. He brought a global sense to the den, which we're not used to. It was that there was a, that sense of stardom. Um, and that was that was valuable because I think it gave our squad players, a, a, the younger ones, Ben Thompson particularly, uh, <laughs> like a, it was like kid. a look up. You could mm. see what the what how it can be for some players, and that 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 was what it was all. And about. I think he got James Meredith into the squad just by association of being there. Well, yeah. Got James Meredith looked yeah. at, and I think James Meredith had a fantastic season. On another season, he could have been Mills Player of the Year, um, and. You know, fair fair play to him. Another one, obviously, is Sean Williams at um, with the Republic of Ireland call up finally, um, mm. and I think that was a. I mean, it was very telling. That I think he put it out one week before the Brentford game that he was disappointed that he weren't called up and scored the inside twelve seconds on the on the Saturday afterwards. He was quite quite bitter about that. I think um, I think he felt he'd done enough to deserve mm. a call up for his country, and for Millwall reasons, he was ignored. I think there was a certain sense that if you're playing at the Den, somehow it's not quite as um, you yeah. know valid as some other clubs. That's a weird situation in that Ireland squad because. If you remember, they went to that playoff. They needed to score a goal. I think it was nil nil going into the second leg, and he put two defender, uh, two goalkeepers on the bench, and didn't put O'Brien, who he called up to the squad. He put a striker yeah. onto the onto the bench, and whether or not he was in the squad for future squads, mm. you still would have thought that even if you're not going to use him, you'd put him on the bench yeah. rather than two goalkeepers. Um, Jordan's obviously been called up for Scotland. 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 They're yeah. playing Peru and Mexico. Mexico's quite oh, a, uh, yeah. a challenge for him. Yeah, yeah. especially. Do you think he, he won't probably unlikely to get on the pitch? I'd like to see him on the pitch because I want to see whether or not he gets beaten in internationals from twenty-five yards. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, obviously, uh, Strachan. No, no, no. Uh, is this, who's now in charge of um, um, McGee? Isn't it? Is it Mark? No, no. no uh, um, it's someone that's been there before, isn't it? I don't know. I the Scottish manager, Alex <laughs> McLeish. Yeah, there we I was go. like, he it's was not Strachan. No, he was there. He was the one that said they needed to get big, big women and small men together, or yeah. the other way around. <laughs> I mean, that's the Scottish genetics. Scottish right genetics. Scottish breeding. Yeah. Um, like there were dogs or something. <laughs> but have you seen the uh, news with Tim Cahill? Uh, the FFA, uh, basically Australia's equivalent mm. of the FA, have had to deny that Tim Cahill has been included in the World Cup purely for commercial reasons. There's been accusations <clears throat> that it is simply that, oh well, put Timmy Cahill in there because the sponsors love it and it I will mean, generate that, that interest. Must, must play a part, but I think there's more to Tim Cahill than just the the sponsorship and the and, mm. and, and the glam. I mean, I'm just looking at a quote here. This is when he was at the Den. He's a quote on the on one of the websites um, encouraging our younger Millwall players to become a pack of leaders, as he puts it. That, it's that kind of uh, coaching, mentor, whatever you want to call it. It's the idea that you're going to take um, younger players or even players like Matt to a degree and take them forwards. I think um, I think a lot depends as well. We, it's a bit like the England squad, as we, we've touched on, that there's not a different option on the bench for you. You know, if you look at the forwards, you've got Jamie Vardy, Harry Kane, who are probably going to play, and then you've got Danny Welbeck, is and it? Rashford, and, yeah. and Rashford. You know, they're all very similar. There's not an Andy Carroll, there's not a target man, you know. And mm. Tim Cale... Even though he's five foot four and you know looks like oh, he could leaps, get knocked so up, leaps like so, a salmon. exactly mm. gets up for seven foot in the air. You know, if you <laughs> need to get a goal in the last minute to get him out of the group, that, that you know that's what it is. I, I can't and see him starting. No, for no, absolutely no, not. But be bench, you, know. He, you know that impact sub. I mean. Yeah. He is the typical poacher in the box, isn't he? he he's, um, it's tournament knockout football, which is maybe why he might have more impact in the World Cup than, say, he did for Millwall, where it's a slog for championship season, not so suited to think, a kind of Tim Cahill to come off the bench and I do I think the he was so unfit when he got there. I think that's the problem. I think it took him, say, six weeks to get fit, and then by the time he was fit, we were on this run, and it was like, well, what... You know, Neil Harris was in a sort of stick or twist position where he couldn't really win either way, so he gave him ten minutes at the end to manage a game. Um, I think I think his his frustration turned into aggressiveness again in the, the last game against Fulham, where he elbowed the uh, the, the player. That was uh, Tim Cahill brings a physical presence, mm. and that that's valuable. I think he'd been frustrated with himself; he wasn't getting the time on the pitch, uh, and it takes you a while to get tuned into the the, the rhythm of the game. And I think that was just. Um, well, uh, rush of blood at the head in that moment. Yeah. There we are, you know. I think he'll do a job for Australia, though. I, I, I would want him in my squad if I was the Australian man. You haven't yeah, got an embarrassment I'd, of riches there, have I, you? I'd like him back for next season. <clears throat> I think that is a possibility. Do you think he'll come? Do you think he'll come? Um, I think he'd come. I think the rumour. I think he would. Just, I think whether or not his family will allow him to come. I, we've all have wives, girlfriends, <laughs> you know, um, who pulling who, the strings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the biggest manager Perhaps of all. Mrs. Cahill get on the phone, ring in, and we could we could certainly try and sort out any issues that she might yeah. have. Yeah. You know. Mrs. Cahill, if you're listening, oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight, or you can tweet. Facebook, Absolutely. Instagram, Absolutely. get involved. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, just one quick full time: Exeter City three, Lincoln City one. Paul Tisdale's pitch side. Invasion. Oh, there's a pitch invasion. Of course, it's a playoff semi final. Of course, you've won nothing. Invasion. That looks like a happy, a happy pitch invasion. Uh, so yeah, like Exeter City ones. and Paul Tisdale will be heading to Wembley, where they might face Notts County or Coventry. More Millwall chat next. The subjects have been wide and varied on the Millwall fan show tonight. We're eclectic, Sammy. We've, we've we're been, eclectic. Yeah, exactly. We've been chatting all things down at the Den, but also we've uh, spoken to. 
Pat O'Connor, who's uh, done his uh, amazing charity walk around London. Uh, Harry had a beautiful rant. Honestly, I think, as rants go, Harry, it was right up there. You'd have just needed some music behind it, maybe Rocky Balboa or something <laughs> I, like that. I was looking for a Kevin Keegan. I would love it if we beat them. <laughs> um, <laughs> really uh, about, about Jack Wilshere in England. And then let's move on to uh, another subject, because, I mean, the World Cup is going on in Russia this summer, but there is. is a World Cup coming to London, albeit a slightly more alternative World Cup, and it's quite interesting. It's the Kanifa World Cup, and it it's it's all the it's all the nations that aren't nations, isn't it, Nick? Some very politically suspect choices in there as well. We've got like it? Western Sahara in Western there. Western Sahara, which I'm sure the Moroccan government might oppose, and yeah. you uh, know Tibet, uh, Tibet, which the Chinese government would oppose. Is Sealand in there? Sealand is is not. No, I'll tell you what it is in there. It's El- Elan Vanin, which for listeners. Oh, hang on. It's, it's not a quiz. No, Ellen, Ellen Vanin. It's um, is it Isle of Man? It's the Isle of Man. Oh. <laughs> less less politically con- controversial, but I'm also looking at the the Punjab, um, which you know obviously uh, has a a, a, a fraught history mm-hmm. of its own, and the Indian government will be very ha- unhappy with the Pun- Punjabi FA because these are breakaway movements in these countries. So. It's an interesting... I'm, I'm kind of drawn to it. I might find myself at a game. There's, there's, there's one game being played at uh, Fisher's Ground, and I think the Punjab are playing at Southall, which... Um, I think Boreham would as well. Will draw I think. a crowd. That will draw a crowd. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, I'm interested to see how Cascada get on. Northern Cyprus. There's a controversial um, yeah. FA. Um, I'm, I'm guessing these are... Is that the Turkish... Is that the, the Turkish-occupied Turkish, Northern... Yes. I mean... You know, that people have fought wars over who these are places. The, who are the United Koreans in Japan? They sound like they're like some kind of u- socialist worker type group of people. I, I think that, I mean, we'll, we'll have to check on it, but I think the United Koreans in Japan are often people from... Um, I think there is a big body of Koreans who moved over during the Korean War over yeah. to Japan. Escaping uh, communism. Oh, uh, uh, uh <laughs> the producer over there, has uh, given a thumbs up and... Uh, yeah, he seems to know about this. He's like a Japanese expert. He's giving a thumbs up at me that that is indeed the case. Okay. He's got to get all his anime characters. Western Armenia. Yeah, yeah. Western Armenia. I mean, again, you've got Putin's um, government. And, you know, So it's got a kind of a nicely controversial I've got, I feel like a lot of the kits will be red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There might be there might be a few kick caches they have. It's got to be worth not be so happy with the away ca- yeah, yeah, yeah. They might want to play in blue, for example, yeah. if that's yeah. the uh, the colour of their rivals or something like that. I mean, bizarrely, given its its potential political overtones and you know controversial, it's sponsored of all people by Paddy Power. <laughs> of course it <laughs> no, is. No. Of course it's going to be sponsored by no. a betting company. When would it not be? Cheeky chappy vids online and yeah. what an odd. I suppose the money's got to come from somewhere. Um, but no, it's it's been played at various non-league venues around London. Southall um, Fisher's got a couple of games. I think the Isle of Man are playing. Um, one of one in their, in their group here. The Isle of Elan. Have you heard, have you heard about um, um, the Yorkshire Cascadia. has an international football team now? What? Yorkshire yeah. has developed an Michael Parkinson play up front. Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's an international football team set up by Yorkshire, and they they're hoping to become part of Kanifa yes. in the in the near future. But I, I guess Catalonia would would argue. I mean, but then it seriously argues it's a nation state in its own right. So yeah. we have one for Bermond, old Bermond, old Bermond. <laughs> rather than this new Bermondsey. We hear a lot about from certain politicians. We can uh, we can form our new one. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want 
where I've that? Where I've the old Bermondsey? The old Bermondsey. I could have been president well, of Bermondsey, the, couldn't the, I? Yeah, it ties yeah. in perfectly with the whole Millwall uh, ethos, Kanifa. No one likes us. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very it's much quite something that you quite can. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm preferring the Lost Lions of Bermondsey. That's very much much more catchy than the old Bermondsey. That's all right. So yeah, I mean, it's I I think it's interesting. I'm Do you not, think this is uh, going to be a better spectacle than the real World Cup? Might be. I can see more two foot changes <laughs> yeah. in this. <laughs> <laughs> Proper football. I mean, will you? How much of the Real World Cup will you be taking in? I'll probably watch all the England group games. I might, if I can, I'll probably watch all the Australian group games because our players are playing there. You're not um, one of these feast of football. You take, you book the month off. And there you is watch some, all but there's dross in there. there Costa, really Costa Rica versus Panama with a grand. Spe- <laughs> well, I, it's a bit of a local derby. That one. That's that's a like, cracker. But the, do you, <laughs> yeah, do you know, know what, what I mean? mean. It's yeah. like it's going to be. Well, look, our group's got. Tunisia, Panama in it. Yeah, we'll probably get beat by... Do you remember when we played Tunisia in 98? Yeah, first game of the 98 World Cup, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we drew 1-1, Sheringham mm. scored, did mm. he? Sheringham and Skulls. Um, yeah. Is, is the, the World Cup tournament, I'm going to sound like a really old, you know, old, old fusty old, what's it? Um, it's been expanded so far that you start to get this kind of Saudi Arabia playing um, Costa Rica or whoever, and it dilutes a, a tournament. It only becomes interesting once you get into the final knockout stages. That's when the World Cup really starts. Well, you say, it, it mean, always you say it's been expanded so far, but it goes to 48 in 2026. I yeah, I, I am I the only one who thinks they should get rid of draws in group games? Get rid of drawers. What have like a shootout system or something? So I go straight. It go a bit like the Johnson's paint trophy, where they just take penalties at the end. And you get three points. Give Goodness. them the point still, but you you get that way. That's going to go down the route of this hundred ball cricket lark. No, 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 no. The reason I say this. The reason I say this is because if you are expanding it to so so far out, literally a lot of those clubs, a lot clubs, Country. a lot of those countries, the smaller nations can defend for 90 minutes against a Brazil or someone, get a lucky draw, beat them on penalties, and they might qualify off that. And that'd be great. I'd rather watch, you know, I'm trying to think of the smallest, Guam, um, beat Brazil on penalties and qualify. And that'd be a much better spectacle than watching Neymar pout for 90 minutes and Brazil capitulate against <laughs> I Germany. I can see me yeah, watching yeah. the United Koreans of Japan versus Punjab. Yeah, let's all, let's, all, let's all head down the to Isle uh, of the so, <laughs> This is so hipster London. This yeah. is, isn't it? We're not going to watch the real World Cup. We're going to Ma- head down to Isle of Man versus West Dulwich Hamlet. Uh, I'm, I support Dulwich Hamlet now. <laughs> Nine minutes to ten, you listen to the Millwall Fan Show. Two words. Netball winning. Love sports. I work for spokesmansaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit aspokesmansaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. They've made this allegation that there's been this high level of sale beautiful the asthma drug in his body. Froome has a long history with the tour in a positive sense he's won it four times yeah. in a negative sense he's been hated by the French public who have just always been sceptical of Team really? Sky and their methods he's had yes. urine thrown over him no, he yeah. gets you, you know, urine thrown yeah, over yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you get the yellow jersey <laughs> <laughs> weekdays from 6am nobody can silence a porn star better than me that I can tell you
Love sport. Not long left here of the Millwall Fan Show. Sammy James here with Nick Hart and Harry Warren. We were discussing all things uh, World Cup before. Let's look back to Millwall and the potential summer that mm. is upcoming for Neil Harris and his side. Uh, he's going to be looking for several players to bolster his squad. I mean, what are expectations, do you think, for next season? What do you think is the realistic ambition now? What, what right now would be a okay season and what is uh, you know football fans always say back in August if you'd have offered me that I'd have given you my left arm so what's the I'll give you my left arm for playoffs I think having come this close <laughs> um, anything less than uh, higher than where we, we finished 8th uh, uh, so anything higher than that's got to be kind of what you would hope that would be achievable Re- reality says that any survival in the championship with the resources we have available will be an achievement I think Neil said set a 50 point target um, which is based on the Sean Dyche approach in, in the Premier League that you aim for survival first and build from there Yeah. Um, what do I hope for? I, I hope for best than what we did I think we discovered that we can compete yeah I think I'd hope for playoffs I'd that's what I'd give my left arm for. Um, but what do I expect? Upper mid-table. Probably finish about well, where Leeds did no this season. No one wants to go to the Den, though. Like, no I, I, I know it, no. no one wants to go to the Den, but I just, I've just i seen it before. This is the same cycle we had under Kenny Jacket. Remember the first season we went up and yeah, we got, yeah, we got yeah. turned over by Swansea aside under... I think they were under Laird-Drop then, and they, they, they passed us off the pitch. They beat us 2-0. Morrison left that summer to go to Norwich, who got promoted, and it all just started to come down here now. Now, I know it's a different manager, it's a different side, but the league's improved in in those sort of eight years. The, the money... I mean, the money... £15 million for... You know, a, an half decent striker in a summer longer. You, you, Millwall are never going to spend that. You know, and I, this is where you hope the quality of the of the, of the recruitment team. They're really going to have to show themselves. Every, this, but this the problem summer. is, is everyone's looking for that four hundred grand player who they can sell yeah. on. They're not looking. You know, look at look at Leicester. If Leicester are rumoured to be in for Archer, if, if Leicester buy Archer for two point five million pound which is rumoured to be I'm fine with that because I know Millwall won't really get I don't particularly like Archer and that's fine yeah, you get but a keeper if, that can save free kicks well that'd be Andy um, <laughs> well interesting we've, we've um, triggered um, Dave Martin our, our reserve keeper's contract when I mean he's not shown himself at all this season no. one or two games mm. um, hasn't had the opportunity but it's just interesting that we've taken the, the option on another season for him which might take you to the idea that Archer is of interest to, to, to the, Leicester the thing others. is is the pro- previous previous Millwall regimes have um, not understood the value of their own players and not understand stood football how football's moved on in general you look at Tim Cale going for 2 million Morrison going for 4 million there was never a yeah you can have them for 4 million but we'll take 25% of the sell on value or we'll no, take this we're, we're not no. we're not mm. switched on to the resale value of us or the potential of our own players mm. And we get stung. We get stung with that so often. You know, if Jeb Wallace was to leave or Savile was to leave, I'd, I'd, I'd wave him goodbye. I wouldn't want him to go, but I couldn't turn around and say that I don't expect him, someone coming knocks on the door with seven, eight million pounds for these players because that's what the the going rate for a player is now. But Millwall will never pay that, so we have to get the League One prospects. And but obviously, also some, some the, prospects work, some prospects don't, and some of the Championship castoffs, and that's what I think. 
Millwall has done so well. Yeah. You know, with finding those players who are kind of exiled from certain clubs. You know, it's, Ryan Tunnicliffe is someone I put in that bracket. You yeah, know, someone yeah, that... Yeah, they call, they call, uh, uh, the vanished. Uh, <laughs> you don't like him, do you? No. Um... <laughs> Opinion varies, but I, I, I don't mind Tunnicliffe. I, I think Hutchinson's t- probably the best example. Hutchinson. Hutchinson's brilliant. Yeah, you know that's probably the best example of a, a full going the, a, going nowhere. You know, I mean, yeah, and he's really come along fantastically well this season. I think Marshall is the outstanding one of those. Marshall. I mean, Marshall and yeah. Savile, Wallace. You know, it is as you said. It's almost like a. It, it's like a dirty like, dozen. Yeah, it's like a plot from a film. It's like a plot from a film, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that no, the society's turned them back on them, and now they're, 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 they're there <laughs> yeah. at the one last bastion of the Millwall. <laughs> well, chaps, thank you so much uh, for joining me tonight here on the Millwall Fan Show. Thank you for getting involved on all of the socials. I've been Sammy James. Nick Hart's been here. Thank you, London. And Harry Warren's been here. Good evening, London. <laughs> uh, you guys will be back with Aaron next Friday yep. uh, from 9pm, so make sure you get involved for all your Millwall natter. Well done, Sammy. He's done it. Right. He's done it, mate. You've cracked it. By gosh, he's done it. Thank you so much. Right, um, The Late Shift is coming up next here on Love Sport. Make sure you stay tuned. I'm in Sammy James. Good night. The dishonest media is about to give you some news. So long as it's not fake news and you're making me in a positive light, that I can tell you. Love Sport. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. You like it saucy, there'll be something for you. Weekdays from 6am. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Who's going to win the World Cup? Nogalink and Best Bets offer great welcome deals for new customers. Whether you think you know this summer's big winners, or you want a spin at the roulette, or you fancy a flutter on the GGs, Seven Best Bets have got you covered. Enjoy your World Cup with us. SevenBestBets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for details. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Change for Life is about small changes we can make to be healthier. For loads of ideas to cut back fat, watch the salt, make sugar swaps or get your five a day, just search online for Change for Life. Good evening everybody, welcome to the Love Sport Late Shift with me, your host, Patrick Christie's. As you will have come to expect from listening to all my Late Shift shows, right now we have a bumper episode for you. So I've got uh, a news roundup to start with, then I've got a, a bit of a major celebrity, which I'm going to keep under wraps for the minute, coming in to talk about summer body tips, get your beach body ready. Uh, have we been visited by aliens as well? So, I mean, that's just something, isn't it? And then on the serious side, should Theresa May go and what is going on with Donald Trump and North Korea? 
Get in touch with us. It's 0208 70 20 558. But first, it's time for the news. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.